everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. So have you ever been there when you were trying to do something cool and somebody definitely like calls you out, thinks you're doing the wrong thing, and they tell on you? This is like the story of my children's life every day. So this is the uh, tattling passage? <laughs> yeah, so we're in Ezra chapters 4 through 6 today, and it just sounds like there's a lot of playground talk and smack talk going on. Um, the people were granted permission to go back to start building the temple. They were given permission by Cyrus, not Sirius. I keep wanting to say the yeah. wrong name. Yeah. Uh, but they were given permission to do this and were given uh, materials that were taken in, into exile with them um, back in Babylon. And they were given those materials to go back and make this temple um, that they had desired to do um, post-exile. So they're building this. And then these like these guys come along. Actually, who are the guys? They're just like the the people dwelling in the land. Some okay. of them are actually exiles themselves. They're just exiled in Jerusalem. Gotcha. And some of them are like, it seems like native to the land. Well, anyway, they're like the Karens of the Bible right now. Oh, and they're goodness. like, they're like, are you allowed to be building that there? Because I'm pretty sure that's like not a thing. And they actually act like they want to build the temple with them just to see what they're doing. And they go back to the king, uh, King Darius. No, it's a different king. It's Wait, so, what? So Cyrus releases the people. Artaxerxes is the one who receives the letter from these people that want the temple to stop. Oh, and Darius is the one that goes to find the evidence that says, hey, it's cool. Leave them alone. You can recognize the name Darius because Darius is king when Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Yes, yes. So it's basically like this weird, like, well, I'm going to tell because you shouldn't be doing this kind of situation. So it just sounds very childish. They're just trying to do what they were told to do. And these guys just won't leave them alone. Yeah. The the interesting thing is, like, I'm sure they were all very disappointed when they had to stop construction. Right. But when Darius rediscovers Cyrus's decree, not only does he make sure that construction continues, he makes sure that it is completely paid for. Right. Because uh, that is also allotted within. Yeah. And so what's really interesting about God's sovereignty over this situation is that not only is the temple getting rebuilt, it's basically getting rebuilt for free. Mm -hmm. The the original temple articles are being returned and the revenue of the kingdom is being used to build the temple. I think actually the, the text tries to make it clear that the revenue of the people who are complaining is being used to rebuild the temple. You know what's interesting though? Like as we were going through this, like very, sh- it's it's pretty short little narrative. Yeah, short little stories. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting to me is that I know there are a lot of times in my own life or like things that I have heard of other people's experiences where they are finally like back on the right track and something or someone situation, whatever comes along and just like halts what you were like, finally, I'm able to like start moving in the right direction. And then this happens or this person shows up and this situation messes up like the path to what you thought was so clear. And I'm sure that this is no different for these men who are trying to build up the temple. And they're like, they're finally getting moving. Like they're already in a pretty like desperate spot to begin with because they are coming back from exile. Um, And so they're like ready to go. And these guys just just like waving the flag like, sorry, this is you're not supposed to be doing this right now. I'm pretty sure this is not what's supposed to be going on. What's what's really interesting to me is that a theme of many of these 
ancient books has been that God is in control of all these kingdoms and leaders. And so it is a temporary setback, Mm -hmm. but God wants his temple rebuilt and God wants his people to return. And so it's God who works in Darius's heart and mind to say, no, 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 no. We need, we need this done. Yeah. So, and I I do wonder, uh, it is Darius also that when Daniel comes out of the lion's den, Daniel's like, basically motivates Darius to say there is no God, but Daniel's God. And you will only pray to Daniel's God. Um, I am kind of making up some extra biblical things here. I'm not (laughs) sure uh, if those two things are connected, but it, I mean, certainly it would be interesting to see if they were. I think like very practically speaking though, going back to that idea, how often, like you talked about setbacks, how often do we allow setbacks to have so much authority in our minds, in our hearts, when we know that we're following the Lord and what he wants and we're being super dedicated and disciplined, like you were talking about in yesterday's episode, how we can be so sold out and then a minor setback, or maybe in this case, it seems like a major setback comes along and it's like, you're ready to throw the talent, throw your hands in the air and be like, whatever, I'm done. I'm done trying. Like, this is not worth it. I am really trying God, but it just like one thing after another, I'm done. Um, so how often do we do that in our own lives too, where we could so easily just be like, nope, I'm not. And I could think of our own lives personally, Ryan and I, um, we've gone through some very tricky situations recently, um, where it just feels like, okay, we're going to start going in the right direction. And it's just like one thing after the next, just setback, setback, setback. And looking back, it was, it felt annoying and very frustrating in those moments, but Looking back now, it's like, wow, if God would not have allowed that setback to happen, his plan of where we are right now, we would have been in a very different place. And I'm so thankful for those setbacks and for those moments where I was ready to throw my hands up or tell somebody exactly how I felt. And it was just like, no, this is this is like God's going to do what he's going to do, regardless of how broken or frustrated I feel by those setbacks that come into play. And the way that God brings this about it. It's pretty much only God, I think. Like, God moves in Darius's heart, and Darius yeah. says, yeah, we're rebuilding it. Stop it. Stop It doesn't even make sense, because you were saying yesterday, Cyrus, uh, his heart was, like, sold out to just, some random God. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that doesn't even make sense that he would have decreed that either. Yeah, there's there's many things where people are acting on behalf of God's will and God's plan. And so I think just remind yourself in those times of setbacks that you don't serve people. Right. And people people have power to influence your life. Obviously, they do, but they do not have the ultimate power to mm-hmm. influence your life. Mm-hmm. So what a silly thing to work against what God already desires. Or to give someone else and, God's power in your mind. Yeah, like the, that temple, the, the work stopped for a bit and then all at once was like, we're going to we're going to rebuild this thing and actually it's getting built for free and all the sacrifices are going to be provided by the kingdom mm-hmm. it's very weird but it, it does happen um there is a little bit of an interesting extra credit point here mm. uh, we have seen many times where the tabernacle is constructed we have seen the temple be constructed uh, and every time so far when we have seen the completion of the work and these grand celebrations, we have seen the Lord's presence fall in those places. So God's glory filled the tabernacle. God's glory filled the temple. Even in Ezekiel's vision, God's glory filled the temple. Is that like reference to the cloud? Yeah, like the, okay. the God's yeah. cloud, like, like his presence fills the temple. Yeah. We do not see God's presence fill this temple. Mm. So it is a more janky temple. 
Uh, it, made, <laughs> it, made, it made the old men cry. And God's presence, at least it's not recorded. So th- this is not to say that it's not a real temple. It's not to say that it's not a place for sacrifice and all those things. It is worth noting that God's presence does not seem to appear in this temple. At least it's not formally recorded in Ezra. So I think as far as the your part for today, we, we kind of already covered it. Like, don't be distracted by setbacks. Uh, but also, man, okay, so this is my thing. Jenny was talking about how we've suffered some setbacks lately. Um, every, every, <laughs> I should know better by now. But every time I encounter a setback, I figure out what to do about it 110% myself. Like, it's like, okay, this is happening, so I need to get three steps ahead of it, ten steps ahead of it, this is what I'm going to do, then this is what I'm going to do, then this is what I'm going to do. And a lot of times my own planning consumes my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what we're trying to point out here is that don't figure it out on your own. Allow God to figure it out for you. If it is something that God has intended, God will see it through. And we have seen that over and over and over and over. And that does not mean that God always intends for you to have the easiest, best, most wealthy option, because it was God's will that the people go into exile, and he made sure it happened. Now it's God's will that people return and that their temple get built, and God is making sure that it happens. So put your hope in God, uh, take a deep breath, (laughs) step away from the situation, pray about it. Seek the Lord in prayer, fast over it. And let God be God, not you be God. (laughs) That's exactly right. So we are going to step a little bit away from Ezra for a second. We got some other books to cover, but we'll be back again tomorrow with Haggai. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Ezra chapter four. Now, when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the father's houses and said to them, Let us build with you, for we worship your God as you do. And we have been sacrificing to him ever since the days of Ershadon, the king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the heads of the father's houses of Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God. But we alone will build to the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Cyrus, the king of Persia, until the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. And in the reign of Asherus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah in Jerusalem. In the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, and Mithridath, and Tabil, the rest of their associates wrote to Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. The letter was written in Aramaic and translated. Rehum, the commander of Shemeshi, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to Artaxerxes, the king, as follows. Reshem, the commander, Shimshi, the scribe, and the rest of their associates, the judges, the governors, the officials, the Persians, the men of Erech, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations whom the great and noble Asnapar deported and settled in the cities of Samaria, and in the rest of the province beyond the river. This is a copy of the letter that they sent. To Artaxerxes the king, 
Your servants, the men of the province beyond the river, send greeting. And now be it known to the king that the Jews who came up from you to us have gone to Jerusalem. They are rebuilding that rebellious and wicked city. They are finishing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now be it known to the king that if the city is rebuilt and the walls finished, they will not pay tribute, custom, or toil, and the royal revenue will be impaired. Now because we eat the salt of the palace, and it is not fitting for us to witness the king's dishonor, therefore we send and inform the king, in order that search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers. You will find in the book of the records and learn that this city is a rebellious city, hurtful to kings and provinces, and that sedition was stirred up in it from of old. That was why this city was laid waste. We make known to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls finished, you will then have no possession in the province beyond the river. The king sent an answer to Rahem the commander and Shimshi the scribe and the rest of their associates who live in Samaria and in the rest of the province beyond the river. Greeting. And now the letter that you sent to us has been plainly read before me, and I made a decree and search has been made. And it has been found that this city from of old has risen against kings, and rebellion and sedition have made in it. And mighty kings have been over Jerusalem, who ruled over the whole province beyond the river, to whom tribute, custom, and toll were paid. Therefore make a decree that these men be made to cease, and that this city be not rebuilt, until a decree is made by me. And take care not to be slack in this matter. Why should damage grow to the hurt of the king? Then when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum and Shimshi, the scribe, and their associates, they went in haste to the Jews at Jerusalem, and by force and power made them cease. Then the work on the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped, and it ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. Chapter 5 Now the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedach, arose and began to rebuild the house of God that is in Jerusalem, and the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. At the same time, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bosnai, and their associates, came to them and spoke to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? They also asked them this, What are the names of the men who are building this building? But the eye of their God was on the elders of the Jews, and they did not stop them until the report should reach Darius, and then an answer be returned by letter concerning it. This is a copy of the letter that Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bozani, and his associates, the governors who were in the province beyond the river, sent to Darius the king. They sent him a report in which was written as follows. To Darius the king, all peace. Be it known to the king that we went to the province of Judah, to the house of the great God. It is being built with huge stones, and timber is laid in the walls. This work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders and spoke to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? We also asked them their names, for your information, that we might write down the names of their leaders. And this was their reply to us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the house that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our fathers had angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and carried away the people to Babylonia. 
However, in the first year of Cyrus king of Babylon, Cyrus the king made a decree that this house of God should be rebuilt. And the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple that was in Jerusalem and brought into the temple of Babylon, these Cyrus the king took out of the temple of Babylon, and they were delivered to the one whose name was Sheshbazar, whom he had made governor. And he said to him, Take these vessels, go and put them in the temple that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its site. Then this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God that is in Jerusalem, and from that time until now it has been in building, and it is not yet finished. Therefore, if it seems good for the king, let search be made in the royal archives there in Babylon, to see whether a decree was issued by Cyrus the king for the rebuilding of this house of God in Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure in this matter. Chapter 6 Then Darius the king made a decree, and a search was made in Babylonia, in the house of the archives where the documents were stored. And in Ecbatana, the citadel that is in the province of Media, a scroll was found on which this was written, a record, in the first year of Cyrus the king. Cyrus the king issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt, the place where the sacrifices were offered, and let its foundations be retained. Its height shall be sixty cubits and its breadth sixty cubits, with three layers of great stones and one layer of timber. Let the cost be paid from the royal treasury, and also let the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that is in Jerusalem and brought back to Babylon, be restored and brought back to the temple in Jerusalem, each to its place. You shall put them in the house of God. Now therefore, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shethar Bazanai, and your associates, the governors who are in province beyond the river, keep away. Let the work on this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I make a decree regarding that you shall do this for the elders of the Jews for rebuilding of the house of God. The cost is to be paid to these men in full, without delay, from the royal revenue, the tribute of the province from beyond the river. And whatever it is needed, bulls, rams, or sheep for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, or oil, as the priests at Jerusalem require, let that be given to them day by day without fail, that they may be offering pleasing sacrifices to the God of heaven, and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Also I make a decree that if any one alters this edict, a beam shall be pulled out of his house, and he shall be impaled on it, and his house shall be made a dunghill. May the God who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who shall put out a hand to alter this, or to destroy this house of God that is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, make a decree, let it be done with all diligence. Then, according to the word sent by Darius the king, Tatani, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shethzar Bazani, and their associates did with all diligence what Darius the king had ordered. And the elders of the Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. They finished their building by decree of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes the king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. And the people of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the returned exiles celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. They offered at the dedication of this house of God 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. 
And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their divisions for the service of God at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. On the fourteenth day of the first month, the returned exiles kept the Passover, for the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together. All of them were clean. So they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the returned exiles, for their fellow priests, and for themselves. It was eaten by the people of Israel who had returned from exile, and also by everyone who had joined them and separated himself from the uncleanness of the peoples of the land to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy, for the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria to them, so that he aided them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you.